You are welcome to the podcast of Dominion Chapel International, the special place. We are a church that believes in pure worship, unadulterated word, and family. Be enlightened as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Please, you may gloriously take your seat. In the beginning is the word. And the word was with God. And the word is God. And all things were made by this word. And without him was not anything made that was made. Let me put it this way. Without him, without the word, nothing that we see was made. Everything was made by him and made for him, sustained by him. Nothing exists outside of him. Praise the Lord. He said, and the word became flesh and dwelt amongst us. In this month, in this great assembly, in this God-ordained ministry, we are celebrating the power of the word. Hallelujah. We can never say it enough how powerful God's word is. Now I was thinking on the whole thing and with the things that B the bishop shared with me and then brooding on all of those things and then the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost said the word is not just powerful, the word is power. And then he added and the word is powerful. So I said what's the difference? said, the word is power. And as soon as he said that, then he said, where the word of a king is, there is power. So the word is power. It is potent. It is full of active energy. Ability to produce. Ability to enforce existence. And so it is powerful. It is full of enforcing authority. It's one thing to have power, it's another thing to have authority. And in all of these ones, both the power and authority are encapsulated in the word. You can have the power to say something but may lack the authority to have it executed. Praise the Lord. Let's look at our setting here. We have the bishop of the ministry. We have the resident pastor. We have all of the pastors. 
Now the resident pastor has the power to come and tell you things and say, make declarations. But the authority for him to execute what he has said is released from the bishop. You understand what I'm saying? Now the bishop, by the reason of his placement as a resident pastor, has, re has you know, uh, deposited certain level of authority to the resident pastor. So there are things that the resident pastor will stand here and say, he knows he has the backing of the bishop. So he has both the power to say it and the authority to have it done. But in this case, the word of God has both the power and the authority for execution. All encapsulated in one. Inseparable. And that is why he can say, let there be and there is. Because the one who speaks cannot be refused. Praise the Lord. And so he gives us that very stern warning. In Hebrews chapter 12 verse 25, he says, See to it that you do not refuse the one that speaks. Why? Because he wields the power and the authority to do and undo. Outside of him, there is no other authority. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. Hear what it says. It says, for the word of God, I'm reading the Amplified, is living and active and full of power, making it operative energizing and effective. It does not need an external aid. And so he said, let there be light and there was light. Let the waters produce and they produced. Let the earth bring forth and it brought forth. For where the word of the king is, there is power. Where the word of the king goes and is released, power and authority for execution and performance is automatically activated. Are you getting me this morning? Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. It said, it is sharper than any two-edged sword, penetrating as far as the division of the soul and spirit, which is the completeness of a man, of a person, and of both joints and marrow, the deepest parts of our nature, exposing and judging the very thoughts and intentions of the heart. That is how powerful the word of God is. There is no barrier on its path. Hallelujah. It cuts through anything and cuts deep. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, as potent as this word is, as powerful as it is. The word of God can be rendered ineffective in our lives by none other but ourselves. That's why Jesus told them, he said, by your traditions you have made the word of God of none effect. 
It is full of power. Now we have all these lights on because the switch is turned on. The resident pastor has made this analogy to us several times in this place. You have all of this. Now if it's not turned on, it does not mean that there's no light. True or false? But for you to enjoy the benefit of the light, you must necessarily turn the switch on. Amen. So this word of God, it is programmed, you know, to produce in the life of the new creation, which you are, which I am. As a new creation, the ground has been prepared for you to see the word of God fruitful in your life and in my life. However, two cannot work together except they be agreed. Something must have to happen and it's very, very important. If that does not happen, we cannot see or we will not see the power of God's word at work in our lives. And that very important thing that must take place is this. Is that we must take the responsibility to renew our minds. So mind renewal is very critical to seeing the effectual and the effectiveness of God's word in our lives. Mind renewal. What do I mean by mind renewal? The mind, you know, it, it represents your pattern of thoughts which informs your speech and your actions. As a man thinketh, that's how he speaks. As a man thinks in his heart, that's how he is because the things that he has in his heart, those are the things he produces. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So to a large extent, we are products of our thoughts. And that's why in Philippians chapter 4 verse 8, he gives us a prescription of the proper thought pattern. Very critical. Philippians chapter 4 verse 8. Finally, brethren, whatsoever things are true, whatsoever things are honest, whatsoever things are just, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are lovely, Whatsoever things are of good report, if there be any virtue and if there be any praise, think on those things. So he's given us already a prescription of what our thought pattern should be like. Why? Because the mind is so critical. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. And out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So you cannot afford to ignore or put aside that very important aspect of your existence, which is the mind. Josmaya calls it the battlefield. That's where your destiny is decided. Hallelujah. And so in Romans chapter, chapter 12 and verse 1 and 2 says, 
I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. So you have come to God. You are now in him. You are a new creation. Verse 2. It said, the next step you need to take is to make sure that you are not conformed, be not conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. Renewing of your mind. That ye may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God. So it takes the renewed mind for you to determine and to be able to discern the good, the acceptable, and the perfect will of God. It takes a renewed mind. What does it mean to renew your mind? To renew your mind simply means that to give your mind a new orientation. To change the direction of the activities of your mind. To give it a fresh and different raw material to feed on. Praise the Lord. To reculture and retrain your mind to align with God's thought pattern as revealed in his word. Because indeed, the thought pattern of God and that of the world, they don't match. How can you explain it? He said, let the weak say, I am strong. It does not make sense to the natural man. I am weak, you say, I should say I'm strong. That is a lie. But according to the thought pattern of God, that is a confession of faith. It is a declaration of faith that has the potency to overthrow what is and to enforce what should be. Glory. It's a like the, 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 the poor say, I am rich. Hey. That Lord has chased you. Huh? Children have stayed at home. For like one week now, they've not been to school. That will not be your story here in the name of Jesus. The last meal you had was yesterday morning. You don't know where the next one is coming. And yet he said, let the poor say, I am rich. Hallelujah. But you see, the God who is speaking to you is the one who calls those things that be not as though they were. And remember that, 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 that statement that our bishop made. He said that if God tells you the color of this room is green, you better don't argue. Because you look at it and you see that it is green. Praise the Lord. So we are new creations in Christ. He said, therefore, if any man be in Christ, is a new creation. You know, all things are passed away and behold, all things have become new. But we need to train our minds into that newness of life. You must bring your mind to align with God's word. And teach your mind to begin to think like God. When you are able to train your mind to think like God, then your eyes will automatically begin to see as God sees. 
Because whatever the mind fits on, it produces pictures for the eyes to see. Hallelujah. That is why many times when Jesus healed or intervened in somebody's situation, you hear the Bible says, uh, and he saw the faith. He saw their faith. Concerning that Phoenician woman, he said, I have not seen this great faith. Where was the faith that he saw? What color, what size is the faith? What's the shape of the faith? Praise the Lord. Except you retrain your mind in line with God's word, you cannot think like God and you will not see the way God sees. And until you do that, the power in God's word cannot be released to work in your life. You can be saying it, but it won't work. It takes the renewal of the mind, friends. You will discover that in your life, any area that you are still struggling to accept God's word in, any area you are still struggling, you have been confessing it, saying it to yourself, but you will discover that that area of your life is not really seeing the effectiveness and the effectuality of God's word. And any part of your life that you have settled, you discover you don't think twice. Praise the Lord. Concerning my health, I'm settled in God's word. So it doesn't matter what I see around my body. I'm not moved. Because it's settled. I'm settled in that area. As to whether God is able to provide for me or take care of me, I'm settled in that area. So I'm not moved by any kind of dryness. I'm not moved. Because I know he that watches over Israel. He never sleeps nor slumbers. And that since the young lion are not lacking what to eat, there's no way I can lack. He said he will never leave me nor forsake me. So he's always there with me. Except I walk away. And I'm not walking away. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 You see, to, to want to operate this new life with the old mind is like putting new wine in old wineskins. It is tragedy. It is suicidal to do that. You will lose both the wine and the wineskin. But new wine must necessarily be put in new wineskins. And then you preserve both the wine and the wineskin. So you cannot live this new life with the old mindset, there must be a transformation. There must be a change. There must be a retraining, a reculturing of your mind in the line of God's word. God had to take Abraham through that. Praise the Lord. Abraham, well stricken in age, Sarah, well stricken in age, yet no, no children yet, but God says, You will have. You will give back to your own children. In Genesis chapter 15, God comes to Abraham and reassures him and tells him that, oh, your reward of obedience is very great. He said, ah, what reward of obedience? See that you have not given me a child. And now a servant born in my own house is the one that is going to inherit me. And the Lord said, no. 
It's not going to happen like that. <laughs> it's not going to happen like that. But one of your own loins will inherit you. And God gave that promise. And to help Abraham, he had to do something that would change the mindset of Abraham. All that Abraham was seeing before now was dryness. It cannot work. It's not going to be possible. I am past the age. My wife has hit menopause raised to the power two or three. It cannot work. If she's not menstruating, how can she conceive? If I cannot, I don't have the strength to, 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 to sleep with her and release seed into her, how can she conceive? Will God come and carry the seed and pour into the woman? That was all he was seeing. Everything he was seeing was impossibility and limitation. And God had to help him. So God said, step out. Took him outside. He said, now look up. I need to change the images that are forming in your mind which are feeding your eyes. Look up. Begin to count the stars. I remember when I was little, my, my dad bought me, there was this toy binoculars they had. And my, I remember it was this very bright olive green color. I'll never forget. And in the night, I'll just use my binoculars and go outside and be looking at, and of course, you know, it worked small. It's not completely toy like that. So the stars will come close like that and I'll be, I'm trying to be counting. Before I realize what I'm ha what's happening, I've counted one like bare four times. So I can imagine the task before Abraham when God said, lift up your eyes and begin to count. I wonder how far Abraham went if he was able to go far at all. And then after watching him struggle for a while, God said, you see, that is how your seed shall be in multitude. And after God took Abraham through that, Abraham's picture you know, his, the, the picture he was seeing, the, the images that his mind began to form, began to change. It began to change. And then God added another one, took him to the, uh, count the sand by the seashore. Just the one by the seashore alone, don't go far. Just the one by the seashore. If I ask you to count the grains of sand just under your feet alone, you can't. Praise the Lord. So this makes us to understand how very crucial it is that we have a change of mental picture. How do I renew my mind? Mind renewal is by the word of God. The word of God is potent. The word of God is powerful. The word of God is, is mighty. It does great things. It's full of power, full of authority. Is the self-existing one, the self-executing one, has the power within itself to do whatever it says. But how do I trigger that power and release it to work in my mind, in my life? I renew my mind and begin to agree with what the word says. I begin to see what the word says. I begin to embrace it. I begin to become equally yoked with the word of God. And that's why the psalmist said the entrance of the word does what gives light. When the word of God becomes flesh to you, then you begin to see the fruits of it. 
You can now handle it. You can touch it. Praise the Lord. How do I renew my mind? Mind renewal is by the word of God. What do I do with God's word to produce the, a new mind, to retrain my mind, to reculture my mind, to give my mind a reorientation to suit this new life that I am in? Number one, you must read the word of God. Praise the, praise the Lord. Why do you need to read the word of God? Because reading gets us acquainted with information. When you read, you become acquainted. You get to know the provision that has been made. You become acquainted with content through reading. But of course, you know, mere acquaintance will not take you far. Hallelujah. So you read. You read to know what the Lord has said concerning you. What God has said concerning himself. What God has said concerning your, the enemy of your soul. Reading gives you information. Which is the raw material you need to do big things. The more you read, the more informed you become. The more you read, the more acquainted you get with what God is saying. The more you read, the more you are familiar with the things, the provision that God has made concerning your welfare and your destiny. Praise the Lord. But beyond reading, you've got to progress and get to the point where you now begin to focus your searchlight on God's word. You fix the spotlight on it. You know, when you, you, if you are familiar with, with uh, stage performances, you find that there are the lights that, you know, are around lighting up the entire auditorium, lighting up the stage area. And then there is what is called the spotlight. The spotlight is focused on the primary person that is, you know, performing or is the main person for the night or for the, for the show. That's the spotlight. And you will discover that that spotlight follows the person wherever he moves. So when the person moves this way, the spotlight is following. The person moves that way, the spotlight is, is following. So now you move from reading and you begin to now focus the spotlight of your mind and thought and your spirit on the word in particular through meditation. In this assembly, we have heard so much about meditation. The bishop talks about it all the time. It's one of his great strengths. Hallelujah. Imagination. So, you begin to focus on the word and what happens? Your mind now begins to form images out of the word. Your mind first begins to see the word and then form the images from the word. Let the weak say, I am strong. Your mind begins to form the image of a strong person. And then feeds your eyes with it. So when you look at yourself, you do not see a weak person. You see a strong person. Meditation is what powers vision. 
And when vision comes alive, then everything begins to align to the right order. Amen. You settle on the word of God. You think through it. You chew it. it you know, it's like you, when you see the cow, they chew the cud, and then after they chew and chew and chew. Then they get, you know, hours later, they do what is called regurgitation. They bring back the, the, the grass that you thought they had swallowed. They bring it back up and now begin to chew it finely. This one that the first chewing they did was Mayentema, Ebesa. That's what you do during reading. You know, it's just chewing. Hum, hum, hum. But that chewing does not produce, it does not become beneficial to the body of the cow until he settles down. When everybody is away and he's now alone, then he regurgitates and then begins to chew finely for the final swallowing that will now benefit the body. So in meditation, you regurgitate all that you have eaten while you were reading and begin to chew finely for your body to begin to draw the nutrients, for your spirit to begin to soak in the life. The words that I speak to you, they are spirit and they are life. So when you sit on God's word in meditation, then your spirit begins to draw the life out of it and now feeds your body with it. And that is how come when you now speak the word from that point, the word goes into action and produces. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Now, so, you have read the word. You are meditating on the word. After meditation, what do I do with the word? For meditation, in meditation, something happens, people of God. As you are meditating on the word, you are actually having fellowship with the word. You are having fellowship with the spirit of God. You are having fellowship with Jesus in the word of God. So he begins to talk back to you. It's at the meditation level. That's when he begins to talk to you. That's when instructions are delivered. Meditation time is a time when you take delivery of keys that will unlock the doors. Okay, so now here you are. You have read the word. In your meditation time, keys have been given to you. But you are still standing behind the locked door. And then you stand in front of the door. And then you say, door, I'm holding the key that will open you. The key is in my hands. You better open no. Open before I use the key. Open no. The key is with me or open. Door, open no. Open one. Open two. Open three. The door will just, in fact, it will even become more locked than it was. If the door must open and you know you have the key, is it not foolishness for you to stand in front of the door and be saying, door open, when you have the key? 
So you now have to operate the key, use the key, put it in the lock and turn it open and the door will open. So when you meditate and you take delivery of instructions, you take delivery of what to do with the word, the next thing you must do is to make sure you operate it. Put the word to work. Do the word. What do you do? You do it. James said, do not be hearers of the word alone, but be doers of the word. It is the doing of the word that produces the results. It is the doing of the word that now releases the power therein to work in your favor. Praise the Lord. The doing of the word. You are a new man. No longer an old man. You have been regenerated and recreated anew in the spirit of God and by him. And then now you have to realign your mind to his word. And as you do that, you are rubbing minds with God and God is beginning to feed your mind and your mind is beginning to be trained to think like him. And as you begin to think like him, you begin to see as he sees. So when you see impossibility, you said no. <laughs> For with God, there is nothing that is impossible. And so he said, have the God kind of faith. For there is nothing that is impossible to him that believes. If you must see the power in God's word, you must retrain your mind. And retraining the mind is a process, people of God. It's not a one-stop event. It's a process. And the more you do it, the more like him you become. And then you get to that point where before you say it, it is done. You begin to handle the word of God. And you begin to see results. Because now you have upgraded and brought yourself to God's level. To God's, you know, thought pattern. And then his operative style and power becomes yours to operate and to use. Praise the Lord. Amen. 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 It's just like when you move to a new area, you have to study the area. Glory to Jesus. Something new is about to happen in your life. I said something new is about to happen in your life. The word of God is about to come alive in your life like never before. God is bringing you to that point where you say, hey, so this is how the word of God works. It shall be your experience this evening. It shall be your experience this month. It will be your experience this year. It shall continue to be your experience. In the mighty name of Jesus Christ. Father, help me by your spirit. Lord, to renew my mind 
and come make my mind to conform, O God, with your thoughts. The Bible says we have the mind of Christ. So, Lord, help me, Lord, to activate that mind that you have given me. And I, because I am a new creation, all things that pass away, Lord, I've put off the old man and I've put on the new man. Father, help me, Lord, to realign my thoughts. Ah, let it conform and align to the new man and the new culture and the new life that I have. In the name of Jesus Christ. Help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. Lift up your voice and pray. I receive grace. I receive strength from you, Lord. If you are willing and obedient, he says, you will eat the good of the land. Lord, I am willing. Lord, I am willing. Lord, I agree with you, O oh God. So as a man thinketh in his mind, so is he. Father, help me. Help me. Help me. Open my understanding. Enlighten, oh God, my mind and my spirit to capture your word, oh God, as it is. That my life may begin to align with it, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. The Bible says he sent forth his word and it healed them. Today I send the word of God into your situation. I send the word of God into your health. I send the word of God into your finances. I send the word of God into your mind. I send the word of God into your heart. Wherever there is need... I release God's word to begin to work in that area for you. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the mighty name of Jesus. We decree that it is well with you. Your word begins to come, your life begins to conform with the word of God. In the name of Jesus. You will not see shame. In Jesus' mighty name. God bless you for listening to this message. You can also enjoy our messages on Anchor, Spotify, Podcast Addict, and all other podcast platforms. Visit us at Dominion Chapel International, the special place near the XGI building, Shashi, Accra. Do remember to subscribe to this podcast to receive more life-impacting teachings by our seasoned ministers of the gospel every single week. You can also follow DCI, the special place, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Always remember that God loves you.